This is Resonate, the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Resonate Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Seiden. We're here for Recruiting Daily. Very excited. This ostensibly is a show about employer branding, but really what this is is an opportunity to talk to the people who are making waves in the recruiting space, recruitment marketing, key area that's really come alive in the last couple of years, a lot of questions about it, uh, a lot of people trying to figure out where does HR end and marketing begin, and I've got all kinds of questions myself, but today what's really interesting to me is we've got JT O'Donnell as a guest, and JT takes the other side of the coin. Uh, she works with the people looking for jobs. She's uh, the everything founder, CEO, starter, conceptualizer brains behind career HMO. I want to get to the, I want to figure out what that is about and how it's going. And JT, I'm going to put my marketing hat on. We're going to talk about the name of your company too. Uh, But first, welcome to Resonate. JT, it's great talking to you and great having you here. Thanks for having me. It is my pleasure. All right. So all kinds of, all kinds of questions. We're hopefully going to answer a few of them. I'm sure we're going to open up a lot more, but uh, why don't we, right off the bat, take a minute and tell us who you are and what you're about, and what is this thing that Career HMO uh, is? Right, right. So I'm a, gosh, can I say 18 plus years, a veteran of HR. I've worked with both sides of the house for many, many years. You can say it, but, you know, I mean, if you need somebody to bring you aspirin for your back while we're doing this, or if you need some vitamin C, or, you know, or some, when I was 12 and uh, yeah, right. right. We're going to go with that. Um, But yes, I've been in it for a really long time. And so I feel like I have this unique uh, viewpoint in that I can see where both sides are coming from, right? Most people usually sit on one side or the other. And that gives me a unique advantage. And Career HMO is a product of that unique advantage, which is the first career improvement platform that helps people optimize their careers through smarter technology. So we have built a a tech platform that lets people really take control. And that stems from the fact that the world of work has dramatically changed. We are no longer employees. We are businesses of one. We don't want to work for employers anymore. We want to work with them, which is a good thing because the study shows that as much as half of us will be independent contractors within the next 15 years. And so seeing that trend and understanding that people were going to need a way to um, really optimize their careers in the same way that they optimize their finances and they optimize their health through using financial planners and doctors and dentists and lawyers and accountants, that it was time that people had a professional resource. And that's what we do. And we do it um, in a tech-driven space. So it makes it affordable and accessible to all. All right, so I, I have all kinds of questions. I've been I've been watching this space like you. I've come to a very similar conclusion that moving forward, the whole employer-employee relationship is going to look fundamentally different than it has in the past. Uh, what makes you think that people are going to be responsible with their careers, though? Right? I mean, I'll go see a doctor because you know my arm hurts, right? <laughs> or like you know I can't bend my knee. Um, you know, I'll see a financial planner because uh, taxes are due, or uh, you know, because sure. I, right because somebody yeah. says, look, you know, you have this account with X dollars in it, and it's going to get taxed. You know, you're going to lose a third of it, or forty percent of it, or whatever it is. You need to go figure some stuff out. Careers, you don't really feel the pain of a career. It's not like you know, you're sitting in your job, like yeah, it could be more, 
But it's not like you feel the opportunity cost. It's not like there's you know the, the job equivalent of tech season right around the corner. So how do you create the, that urgency to get people to think about their careers like they would their health or their financial situation? Uh, right. So um, you think there's no urgency probably because you love what you do, Jason. <laughs> but the um, studies that we have, concrete studies, show that 88% of the working population right now wants a new job, that people are extremely unhappy and dissatisfied, that people feel like they have golden handcuffs, and the depression rate is increasing. So that pain point's there. Right. But and you I've know what? got but, over 5,000 people I'm sure 100% <laughs> of people surveyed said, you know, I, I'm, I wish I had a million dollars and I'm depressed that I don't, and I'd like a bigger house. And I, right? So, how do you, in, in your world, um, now look, I mean, you know me, I mean, you know I, I buy this and I'm pushing on you with love in my heart because I really, sure. like, I think it's important. How does it manifest? Like, when, when people call you, what was that thing that they woke up sweating over that they said, I have to fix this now? Right, right. So, everybody has the same problem, but they all think that they're the only one. Okay. Aww. And so if so now you, we have loneliness on top of everything else. That's terrible. You do. You do. I mean, the simple truth is that if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, one of the most fundamental pyramids out there, we have the majority of the population sitting just above the most basic level of needs, food, water, shelter. You have very few people at the highest level called self-actualization. So you have a lot of people that are unhappy. When people say, I need a new job, it can mean a gamut of things. But at the end of the day, it's all about moving up that place and, and finding that peace around your job. I mean, career is identity. Right? How many times do you get asked when you're met, you meet strangers, what do you do, Jason? And the moment we start talking, we know we're being evaluated. And we want to be able to answer that question in a way that earns respect, that we're proud of, that we feel comfortable. We are so wrapped up in our identity with our careers, it literally uh, you know, affects how we feel. You have a bad day at work, you have a bad day in life. Yeah. And so it's a much bigger, much bigger issue. We just haven't been coached to um, seek resources. What you're thinking about is why are people going to do it? Well, they're, they haven't in the past because they didn't think they had to. Nobody told them they had to. But that's about to dramatically change with this wonderful generation called millennials who now make up half the workforce who have been coached and trained their entire lives. Right. Their parents gave them every resource possible. They so, expect coaching. So funny they, story. So we're we, – so we, I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm sure I'm not going to blow your mind, but you like there's a mind meld going on here, which is which is awesome, right? What, what you're describing about answering that question, right? So what do you do? I call it the Friday night problem. Um, if you can't be as interesting in the 15 seconds that when somebody asks you what do you do, that you imagine yourself to be when you're looking in the mirror, getting ready for your day, it, it creates a it creates a problem. Um, and I hear I hear I want to get back to that in just a second. Uh, but I, I have to interrupt on the um, on the on the millennial issue, uh, and and kind of agree and disagree with you at the same time. Uh, I, I was sitting at a luncheon. There's a, a wonderful event uh, going on in Chicago right now about building the cities of the future, and uh, I was fortunate enough to be a part of this event. And yesterday, I'm sitting at a table, and there's a guy sitting next to me who uh, has a team of millennials. Where he manages a team of uh, salespeople, they're millennials, he's a millennial, and he was saying, look, we've been so overcoached to want what we want. I have a member on my team who just won a spot bonus, brought in a huge deal, got a spot bonus, a five-figure check written like the same week that the deal closed. Massive. This person was upset because they didn't get recognition in the, in the newsletter. And he's like, you know, and I mean, it sounds great. Like I can save my money and, and just pay, the, pay this person in, in accolades. 
but I've got 25 people and 25 people all want 25 different things. It's like if I say I'm going to go get trophies, then somebody says, well, I want an orange. And if I go get oranges, somebody else says, well, as long as we're having fruit, do you think I can have a kiwi? And so when you're, when you're talking to these folks, how much of it is helping them get to the, the core of what they're about and get to the heart of their Maslow's hierarchy, right? And uh, help them achieve their own internal version of, of self-actualization. And how much of it is helping them just recognize that sometimes it's about, you know, the path to success is subscribing to the path that's been given to you and starting to play ball according to the rules of the organization that they're, they're joining. Well, and that's exactly it. And now I owe you $5 for that because that was the perfect setup <laughs> for the <laughs> fact that we, we just launched a platform called CAP, Career Accelerator Program, specifically for HR organizations, specifically for them to give to their millennial workforce. Because the truth is, this manager you met is frustrated, does not have the time to coach each one of these individuals. And that's why you outsource it. Because guess what? They haven't coached their whole lives, and they'll take the coaching we give them, and we know how to take them to that next level. They can be coached through this. And once they are, and they understand how to leverage their strengths in the workplace, how to develop themselves through something called core reach passion and take ownership on their own, and their own reward system and develop it for themselves, it's going to save the companies a ton of time and money. And I will tell you, they get there. And then when they do get there, this generation is amazing. They're on fire. They're incredible at multitaskers, fabulous with technology said it yourself, they think like executives, but right now there is a critical opportunity, and that I cannot stress enough for employers, a major opportunity to provide this generation with the career coaching they need early on here in their 20s. In fact, we've seen it. You know, They, they said 80% was done by Accenture, a study, 80% of this generation is expecting professional development in the workplace. So don't get angry about that. Give it to them because the rewards are going to be amazing for your company and all the companies that don't are going to miss out. All right, so, and, and you and I can have a love fest on that because we're, you know, I'm in the market solving a very similar problem, uh, you know, not, not quite as, as tied to uh, uh, career development as, you know, on the corporate side, the understanding the brand and understanding how, uh, how the career paths that people choose and the way in which they, they answer that question, so what do you do, can be used to actually create knowledge on, you know, that the company can use to understand its own story and its own brand. Uh, but... What's what's interesting to me is you know, th- how this gets back to that original premise that you have that uh, that you opened with, right? That it's about helping people answer that question. So, what do you do? And helping them feel good about uh, who and what they are. What's the impact, right? Take us down the road. What does this sure. mean for sure. how companies? Well, I mean, organize themselves even. Right. Right. So let me back up and first say that I I owe a big thank you to Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn (laughs) because the need for this career improvement platform and the ability to optimize your career through smarter technology came from them. They're the ones that, that created this need. And people have now had to pay even more attention to it than they ever have before. Personal branding didn't exist a decade ago. does now, right? This business of one mentality. So as employers, what we know is that these businesses of one are all going to be looking for the best customers, the most attractive customers. So you have to think of yourself as an employer brand, the very thing that you're doing. And that employer brand becomes so vital these days. I would tell every company in America to carve out a massive chunk of their marketing uh, budget this year for products and services and walk it down the hallway to recruiting. 
and let recruiting create stories, video stories, consumptive content, articles, anything they can that tells the story of what it's like to work at this organization. And that's because you're going to make recruiting's job a lot easier in what's becoming a massive talent fight right now. We've got a huge talent shortage going on as the baby boomers retire, not nearly enough Gen Xers, so we've got to bring in these millennials. So help recruiting with that. But better still, guess what we know? If all of these businesses of one care so much about where they work and want to work for great employers, if they hear about great employers, even if they don't work for them, guess what they'll probably do? Buy their products and services. So it's a marketing shift that these companies have to do in order to get the best talent to to work with them. So it's really interesting. It strikes me that um, uh, it's really interesting, right? So I'm in the market, and I, I'm selling to companies, and I'm saying, look, we're going to solve your problem by solving your employees' problem. Uh, you're, you're, in essence, doing the same thing, you just, but you've got a retail model. You're going, well, not with Cap anymore, but you're going, to the, you're going to the company, and you're saying, look, your employees have a problem. Solve their problem. It actually solves you. Uh, social media, if I'm hearing you right, you're saying social media has changed the way you do business. It's changed the way people are coming to you, and it's also blurred the lines between your candidates and your consumers, so if you solve the problem on one side, you get uplift on the other side. Oh, yeah, and let me give you another stat that'll blow your mind. 37% of all new hires think about looking for a new job within six months. That number jumps to over 50% if you just look at the millennials that are in new jobs. 50% of your millennial workforce is looking for a new job within six months. So what I'm proposing is that we reduce the turnover, because you don't want to do the coaching. Yet that coaching is the very thing they're asking for. They're going to go find it someplace else. So we do have to hit it on that side. And that has to partner with, and why I'm so involved in employment branding um, as part of our business and support it so much, is that the employment branding is one of the ways that we attract that talent, but we keep them. It's a constant reminder to them that you're a great place to work. So that brand amplification by employers has to happen as part of the total package. All right. But is it... So I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like we're setting up kind of a catch twenty two here, uh, and I just if we can blow through this, then I'm I'm totally bought in, and that's and, and it's this right that we know how people actually operate. So if we say, look, it's about employer branding, it's about reminding people why they're working here and providing the coaching, and I, I agree with that. But we also know we all get into relationships, and as soon as we're comfortable, we stop doing the things that attracted the person in the first place, and we start being somebody else, and we start taking advantage of the fact that now we've got them, right? And we, we do this in our personal lives, and we do this at work. Do you have, and I don't know if this is something that Career HMO addresses or the CAP addresses, so I'm just, I'm, JT, I'm asking you, you know, as an individual, you know, is, is, there, is there a solution for that? Is it, is it the human condition, or, you know, or, you know or, or are we looking at a world where companies are going to start marketing themselves as a place to work, and that's going to become a thing, and we're just kind of kicking the can down the road because they're, they're not going to actually focus on their culture. <laughs> they're just going to market themselves right. and say they're doing it. No, no. So great question, and it goes back to the statement that I made earlier, that people want to work with employers, not for them. We will kick the can down the road if we go back into that model of people working for you. In my model, what we're doing is empowering people and saying, you're a business of one. You get into that employer, and every single day you go in and you think about, how am I going to maintain this relationship with them? And what do I need to do to continue to add value and work that relationship so that we stay connected and on the same page? And oh, yes, by the way, maybe after a couple of years, it's not a fit anymore. But if I'm doing the right things and having an open and honest dialogue with this employer, we're both going to agree on that. 
and we'll part ways amicably, and I might come back to them a couple years later. Remember, every job is temporary. We're all temporary workers. So in this contract world, employers need to be more open to the fact that, hey, I might not be able to keep you for 10 years. And the, the employee says, yeah, well, I might only be able to go on my journey here for two and maybe come back to you in five. Mm-hmm. That's our new world. And we are absolutely moving towards that. And that higher level of awareness is going to bring, really return a better relationship and partnership between employees and employers. And I'm seeing that already. You That's absolutely exciting. are seeing that. Yeah. Well, so what's interesting to me uh, is, you know, the attention that this is now capturing at the sea level. Uh, and I don't know, right. if, I, you know, are you finding this? Are you finding that when you have these conversations, are you know, is it, is it the head of talent or the head of recruiting or the, the you know, somebody in HR who's hiring you? Or are you getting bumped up to, uh, to senior management? Right. So we actually start, believe it or not, at the recruiter level. Because recruiters are in the most amount of pain right now. Mm -hmm. They can't find the talent. They can't stay on top of that. And the conversations with them about what's happening trickles up. HR is then rolling it up to the executive team. And and the only reason we're now hearing in the C-suite, by the way, is because it's impacting revenues. When you can't get the right people in the right seats, when you can't keep turnover down, when you can't grow people and keep them happy, it affects revenues. And so so now they care. so, So we're seeing the same. So it's really interesting. I'm seeing the same thing in the market. Uh, HBR just had an article about how employer branding is a, is a CEO, needs to be on the CEO's radar. Uh, another study, it, it actually could have been part of the same article, uh, 60% of HR professionals don't feel they're qualified to manage the employer brand. Uh, you know, but then you know, when, we look at, when we look at the tools that marketing uses, marketing's tools are all built around campaigns, which doesn't really match the more fluid reality of hiring. And so, you know, we, I, I've, had, I've had several conversations with, with, um, with operators, with, with GMs and CEOs who recognize exactly what you just said. They don't have the uh, – it's impacting revenues. They, they have the turnover problem. And yet all the traditional ways that they've tried to solve that problem uh, are starting to fail and fail fast. And well, and that's because something the information economy is caught up with the job seeker market. We call them the sophisticated job seeker. Mm-hmm. 81% of consumers research products and services online before they even reach out, and 60-plus percent of them have narrowed it down to their final choices before they even contact those companies. Well, guess what? Same thing. Job seekers are doing the same thing, right? You look at the stats oh, on incredible. Glassdoor. I mean, they, they've passed, right. indeed. They're the fastest-growing. Um, you know, two-thirds of their users are using employee reviews to then launch their job search. We, we're seeing the exact same thing move into the jobs. And it sounds like you did some primary research on this oh as well. Oh, my gosh. We did. So we asked uh, all of our sophisticated job seekers, what do you need to even consider a company to, to work for? They have to have a LinkedIn uh, company page, Glassdoor page, preferably the careers pages on both LinkedIn and Glassdoor, and their own dedicated careers page on the company's website itself, just to baseline them to consider them. Then they follow these companies and monitor them for a while before they even think about applying. So they are very sophisticated consumers of your employer brand. And if you aren't capturing them and and really consistently sending your message to them, then you're not on their radar. They've got, you know, they've got employer ADD. Well, this is, so this is a key point. I I had a a conversation recently with Bill Borman who, uh, who shared something very similar. He had done some research, global organizations, and he found you know, while recruiting organizations tend to look at source of hire as a key uh, indicator of, of where they should be deploying their funds, he found that job candidates were basically lurking for six or seven months before applying. 
And so what that tells you is, is that your source of hire is actually a bogus metric, that there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of digging that people are doing before they decide to come to you, and they really, they really don't care. You know, what, which channel do they use when they finally reach out isn't really as important as what's going on for those six months while they're, while they're doing their looking and what are wow. they looking at. And let me tell you, I work with the job seeker. Remember, Courage Mo, right? Well, so that's what's why we're happening, having, right? That's why it's what's important. happening there yeah. is that they're taking a longer time, first of all, because many of them are just catching up in the right way to um, identify their job search. They create bucket lists, literally, of companies that they want to research and follow, absolutely part of our system, because when they want to connect with them, they want to connect on the same level not just apply to a job anymore because we all know eight out of 10 times they get tossed by the applicant tracking system. Yeah. So these people are going around the system and they know to go around the system and you need to be ready for that as an employer. But I'll also tell you, we're coaching them so that they can make the decisions faster. Part of the reason people come to us is because they are overwhelmed by choice. What should I do next? What should I do with my life? Is this a good opportunity? What if I go there and it's a bad choice? They need to be coached through that as well, several times even until they get comfortable with their new reality. Hmm. Very interesting. So this is Career HMO. Uh, JT, what was the genesis of this? How did you figure this out? Yeah, great. So I, I launched a blog called Careerism in 2009, and we brought together um, top career experts and really vetted and put out only the best career advice. It was right when this recession started and we knew we needed to help people. In that time, we really listened to our readers. We now have over a, have over a million monthly visitors to that site, almost 3 million page views per month, um, very high-level engagement on there. And these uh, folks said, we need more help. You know, what am I supposed to do? I am anxiety-ridden. How do I fill out this LinkedIn profile? Wait, what am I supposed to put on my it, resume? It How do I do this? A blog? Insufficient? A good start, but insufficient to actually solve Absolutely the problem? Absolutely insufficient. Absolutely <laughs> insufficient. What a shocker, right? And it only took you six know? years to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Well, no, we've actually... It's funny. We were in... We were in we were developing the product by 2010 uh -huh. and uh, we took it out to the market in, two, in very end of 2012. And uh, excitingly enough, the newest version uh, will come out in two weeks, which is really amazing. And it's just grown and scaled so much just through, you know, word of mouth and keeping it quiet because we knew we, ha we needed the technology platform to a place so that when a hundred million people were in it, it was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're there and it's exciting. And, you know, people want to feel in control and they, you know, they don't trust anymore to guide them or coach them because management works for the employer. So people are going to start to invest reasonably in a service that they can talk to, they can get their, their um, answers and solve their problems and feel good about who they are. And guess what? It's going to make the whole employment process, recruiting, and all of that so much better when we finally give these individuals the tools they need to be the businesses of one that all those employers out there really want them to be anyways. I think we can leave it right there. I think that's really exciting and, uh, and a, a good perspective for organizations who are, who are looking at employer branding, looking at their hiring process, uh, so, you know, and, and figuring out how to really capture, I won't say the millennials, but I'll say the next generation of job seekers because it's, I know plenty of Xers and plenty of boomers who are actually struggling with those same issues. Uh, so if we could boil this down, you've had the last word, recap it top three things that a company needs to be aware of heading into the recruiting process of the future? Employees no longer work for you. They work with you. They're your business partners. In order to get the best possible business partners, you need to have an incredible employer brand. And the good news is that employer brand will also sell more of your products and services. 
And instead of creating havoc on your management team and trying to get them to coach these individuals, really do the right thing and outsource that process and use top coaching services to do that for you, right? Why create it in-house when you could get it done much faster and much cheaper by outsourcing it? JT O'Donnell uh, from uh, Career HMO, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Jason Seiden. This is the Resonate Podcast, and uh, we'll see all of you next week. And JT, I'm looking forward to talking with you again as soon as we can. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to this Recruiting Daily Podcast.